Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, uh, running a little late. It's uh, early Sunday morning. It's been hectic yesterday and Friday, long day at work. And then I went to the uh, sprint car races with my friend Matt Stewart to do some filming, a lot of in-car camera stuff. Probably get that out this week. Um... He was driving a local car, uh, a new friend, Scott Anderson, who uh, couldn't race because um, he donated part of his liver to his uncle. So not bad there. Got home at 1 a.m., got up at 4 a.m., and drove up to the start of the Trans South Dakota unsupported race, 700 miles. Um, I think it's going to be pretty grueling. They spent the first day in the hills, and uh, now they're working their way out into the Badlands. Um, met uh, Jamie Smith from Cocapelli Pack Rafts. Said, say hi to Jason. So interesting, small world type thing. Then I spent part of the day chasing around my buddy Greg Gleason, friend of the podcast, on an earlier episode. He's on Chapter 2 of his uh, The Black Hills Expedition Individual Time Trial, what, 430 miles through the Black Hills. So uh, did some of that, filmed some of both of those So in pictures. In other news, Paulette is still in France. She made the first cutoff, maybe a little closer than she planned, but gets her another five days of walking in the Pyrenees, so that's probably okay with her. Um, not a lot of coverage on it. Basically, all I can find is when they go through a checkpoint, and I'm not paying much attention because it's too hard to wonder what's going on and worry. So, Gary Miller's there. He updates when he when there's something to update. So that'll be good for that. Um, anybody listening to this needs a fourth or a third or a second. Next year for uh, Worlds at Cowboy Tough, Paula did mention that maybe instead of retiring, she'd, you know, I think her exact words were, well, the World Championships are four hours away next year. So uh, if you're looking for a tough woman, um, they'll help you get to the finish. Maybe not the fastest, but they'll get there. Um, talk to her. Let's see, other than that, um, Oh, got my tickets for Raid Gaspa C. Gonna be kind of fun. My buddy Greg Diamond, who I met in Costa Rica, is gonna pick me up and haul me around. So that'll be a little different. Um, having a chauffeur. You didn't see the air quotes there. So it'll be interesting. And it's also kind of a stage race. So we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Still uh, waiting to hear from Norcia in Portugal. I think I'm going, but they're, you know, dealing with the government on the plane, so we'll see about that. Um, and I guess lastly but not leastly, I just made that up. Um, 
looking for somebody that might want a media producer, like a photographer, videographer, podcaster type person. Um, I want to take them to Worlds, Australia. Uh, Craig has indicated that uh, once I'm there, they can kind of take care of me, vehicle, place to stay, stuff like that. So I'm just looking for somebody that wants to uh, get me there and become legendary in the uh, while I do it. So let's uh, get out of here. Let's listen to Whiskey Bend, and that's not a country band, but a couple of interesting guys from Cowboy Tough. Cops, one cop, one state patrol, one ex-state patrol, who uh, day didn't start the best, but uh, they had a really good time. So that's it. I'm going to do this, get this posted. You can put in a new garage door opener and take the chili dog out. It's finally like only in the 70s today, so we can have a good hike. So Everybody else, go fat. I think did I say that? Thanks for listening. Bye. Hello? Hey, Mike, this is Randy. Hey, Randy, how are you? Well, I'm doing good. Now I'm going to try and add Matt. <laughs> All right. Five minutes later. And let's see. Oh, look at that. I had to hit the enter button. <laughs> He's probably going to see a strange number and not answer. He should. He was. I know at six o'clock he was on his way home. He uh, he had an interesting yes. day to say the least. Oh, there he is. Matt, are you there? I am here. So, technology, we win again. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, well, we'll get to Matt's interesting day then, but why don't you two guys uh, introduce yourselves so people will know who's who while we're talking. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Matt. Okay, go okay. ahead, Matt. Uh, uh, I'm Matt Schwinn. And? And I'm Mike Austin. And together you are? Whiskey Men Adventure Race Team. And... Do you uh, have more fun than anybody else out there? I think we try. <laughs> so um, that, 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 That's our goal, isn't it? Well, <laughs> yep. So, well, I didn't see any other team drinking whiskey at the end of the race, so I think that should qualify, right, as having fun? Exactly. So, well, yeah, for sure. Um, how many shots did you do in Douglas? Uh, two full ones, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we each did two, and uh, they weren't those wimpy half-full glasses either. They were, the, they were the full shots. Yeah, you guys are men. I'm, um, <laughs> I was kind of a little bummed that they didn't have the challenges earlier, because by the time, the time you guys got done paddling like a thousand miles, you were kind of spread out, so it was hard to, hard to spend much time in the bar, and, uh. It's kind of one of my favorite spots. <laughs> yeah, that was that was nice last year with uh, with that at the first, at the beginning where everybody was still bunched together and and uh, we were you know taking shots together there. But um, 
Yeah, we had an unfortunate um, event that <laughs> got us into Douglas this year. So, so well, let's just talk about the race, and then we'll figure out where to go from there. So, um, you guys have uh, kind of made your own category, haven't you? Well, I oh, think yeah. so. Yep. We, uh, we 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 try. We we've been at multiple races where I think the category has been made for us. We get referred to as quote unquote the big guys more often than not at, <laughs> at some of these, especially the little the Midwest middle little races. So yeah, yeah. You guys aren't that big. <laughs> I guess you're well. Not in the, I don't think in the normal world, but in the adventure race world, I mean, of endurance athletes, uh, we surely don't fit the typical body type, I would say. Yeah. Well, you're no Jason Magnus, but you're not much bigger than Dan is. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. We, we, you know, I, I, do, I do think the last two years we've been the, the heaviest weigh in at Cowboy yeah. Tough for two person teams. So, you know, Somebody's got to take that. So. Well, that's good for you. So you're like the heavy. You can race next year and be the heavyweight champions of the world. <laughs> uh, Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna hold off on next year, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on. Somebody's got to drink the whiskey. <laughs> well, we'll be there. Well, we'll be there. We'll be okay. there. We're about, uh, whiskey Ben's volunteering next year, yeah. so we we kind of know. Uh, that one may be a little over our head, so we're gonna we volunteered already. So, yeah. <clears throat> and are you gonna have uh, whiskey at wherever you are for the teams? We know you're. We <laughs> no. know you're not allowed to have any, but doesn't mean the right. teams can't. No. You know, we we joke about that a lot. I know, um, but um, it, you know, it has to do kind of with the name, but. I, I look at it this way. We take it as serious as we can take it um, with with our lives. And each of us each of us have four kids that are of ages where they still need a whole bunch of supervision and and uh, uh, running around on the parents' part. And I know Matt coaches little league, and you know, so we we train after being husbands and after being fathers. And so yeah, that that puts us in a spot where we're squeezing in workouts when we can. So. It, it, which we wouldn't trade it, but it's it's the priority list for us is family first, jobs, and then sneaking in a workout to try to not uh, die out on the course, you know. So what you're saying is you got like uh, real world world priorities, and you got them in the right order. Right. <laughs> well, we try to. We, we I think I can. You know, we have very supportive wives that allow us even with the with the kids and say, Hey, we're, we're going to take off for the weekend. So, um, they, they support us with that. And that's, that's, that's pretty fantastic. So, yeah. Well, how did you guys separately or together get into adventure racing? Well, uh, back in, uh, uh, 2000, was it 2001? Actually, no, 2000 before I had moved down to, uh, where Mike was, was stationed. Um, uh, noticed, uh, or, uh, there was a notice put out about a iron cop triathlon, which is a shoot bike and run event. Um, I wasn't able to do it then, but after I moved down to, uh, East central Iowa, um, 
the next one they put on was in 2002, and I didn't hadn't known Mike very long uh, or very well. We we knew each other from the academy. We went to the academy together for the state patrol, um, but uh, uh, I knew him just enough to say, you know what, uh, we're going to do this as a team, and you're not going to say no. <laughs> so that's how it started. <laughs> we uh, and. Uh, the funny story with that one was uh, uh, we uh, we trained we could we you know we train what, how we can when we can and um, it's been like that ever since. But uh, um, we uh, were lined up for the the bikes. You know, back up a little bit. Mike didn't shoot very well, so he had a pretty good time penalty coming. But um, we were lined up for the bikes. Everybody also true. Was staged and standing there for the for the start of it and uh um uh, i just happened to uh fall down sideways standing there with my bike mm-hmm. um in front of everybody yes. um then we proceeded to both finish first and second in the race and and we were hooked so um after that uh we put on a couple of those iron cop races uh ourselves and and uh, eventually moved on to adventure racing, which Mike can explain that. But uh, we've been adventure, race, adventure racing for four years, and we've got uh, between the two of us, or for the team, we've got 10 adventure races under our belt. So um, we're slowly but steadily getting there, getting more experience and getting a little bit better. But, um, yeah, that's how we started. Cool. So, okay. Mike, you bring us, you get us up to date on adventure racing then. Well, uh, yeah, we go back to 1996 is when we, when we were in the academy together. And we, like he said, when we were, uh, Matt's still currently a state trooper and I was up until eight, nine years ago. And so long story short, we would do these iron cops and, uh, funny thing looking back is the distances were usually 15 miles on bike and a 5k and we used to think we used to think that was kind of long um no longer do i think that's long by the way um and i decided to do a sprint triathlon one year one spring and uh kind of got in shape for that did that and somewhere along there i saw this thing uh for a an adventure race never even heard of one really um an eight-hour adventure race in central iowa called the boon crusher well kind of the same deal when Matt had called me initially about the iron cop. I knew who I was calling. I said, Hey, guess what we're doing? And, uh, he said, okay. Didn't ask any more questions than at all. Just when is it? And then I did that sprint try. And two weeks later we did, we did that, uh, first eight hour. And I, I said right then I would never, there was no comparison for me. The difference in fun and adventure was not even close. Um, and, and I think after that we were hooked, um, just started with an eight hour zero experience, hadn't talked to anybody, had no idea how to even think about pacing ourselves or hydration or food, any of that. We just went out there and ran around for eight hours. So I well, loved it. Yeah. Sometimes ignorance is bliss, right? Right. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's better to know nothing. So, so that was your gateway. Then, uh, so how did you make it to Cowboy Tough the first time? 
kind of the same thing. Uh, we had done a couple eights, couple twelves, uh, sixteen, um, and so I guess it's go big or go home. And I don't know what I don't even remember which one of us saw it or found it. I know we're pretty good friends with John Van Dis, JVD, and I know he had come out two years prior. So this was this would have been John's third year. And uh, I don't know if I remember talking to him, but kind of the same thing. Matt and I talked and said, "Hey, what do you think?" And the answer was, of course, okay, no problem. You know, we'll figure it out. So <laughs> there we were last year, and came back this year. So and there you go. So how do you guys um, split up your responsibilities? I mean, is one of you the primary navigator? One of you the primary mule? How do you how do you do that? Matt, well, um, I'm the I'm the navigator, um, uh, and as far as primary mule, we are um, each of us carries our own stuff, responsible for our own, you know, food, our our packs, our we're we're of the mindset of if you can't do it on your own, um, you know, we we just go out there and we push each other. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, we took a tow, tow rig out this, this year on the bike and, and thinking, Oh, I'll, you know, we'll pull each other. And yeah, no, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, so well, as far I, as response, I, you know, as, yeah, as far as responsibilities, I've, you know, I like to do the map and I'm getting pretty decent at it. And I think this year the, the trek part was probably my best navigation, um, so far in four years, um, hitting, hitting the points and, and recognize the, recognizing the land structure and distances as far as pace. And, um, and I'll call off to Mike, you know, we've got so far to go and he keeps track of time and, and, uh, and Mike's kind of the, uh, the nutrition and, and hydration, um, timekeeper. We try to, you know, stay, uh, up on that once an hour you know make sure we take in the calories and and uh um, so yeah that's it, it we we split up the responsibilities i found that as far as the navigating part it's it's tough if i'm carrying the map 90 percent of the time um and and i hand it to mike every once in a while it kind of you almost kind of lose your spot Mm-hmm. Um, so it, 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 you gotta, you gotta keep on track of that with, I, I found myself, if I keep on track with that, um, or a lot better and I, and I've gotten to the point where I can explain to Mike better where I think we are and what we're looking at and which direction we're going. Um, and of course there's always the course corrections and, and he sees stuff that I don't see and, and we work together with that, but, um, yeah, I think that's our, uh, our our primary responsibilities. Interesting. Yeah, I, go ahead. I would I would totally agree. We I don't think either one of us is, is uh, we don't really have anybody in charge of anybody else. We just I mean, in all honesty, you know, there's things we do we don't even talk about because we've we just known each other for so long, and you know, we've we spent hours and hours even riding in a squad car together when we used to work together. And so there's just some things that we don't even speak about and have naturally, like he absolutely is uh, the lead navigator. 
I ask just enough questions to know, okay, where we're at and what the plan is. Um, not that he needs my approval, just, um, just uh, like in, in this trek we had uh, in Cowboy this last time, uh, one thing him and I have always been so far lucky on is neither of us have tanked on energy at the same time. We're, we're always so far never tank together and on a two-person team that's pretty important i think because yeah. if we both tank together we're, we're done and um in this last track matt got us seven of the eights or i don't know how far mostly through it and i had had a, a pretty big dip in the middle and i just sludged along and followed him and then he had a spot there where at, near the end and just that last little tiny bit, I had a suggestion because I knew where we were at based upon him, you know, letting me know where we're at. And we took it and it worked out okay, you know. So it's, I think it's, it's a different dynamic on a two-person team um, because there's, there is only one person to rely on. Yeah. So, makes, you know. Makes sense. Um, okay, I got a silly question and a serious question. Who, who drove when you were in the squad car together? Switched. Well, okay. No, we switched. Yeah. yeah, you guys are a team. You got that down. Um, do you think? I, th I think that's really interesting. You guys spent that time together um, before you were adventure racing. Do you think that's that's was a good foundation for you? So you came into into AR well, already with that teamwork. I've I've talked about this before. Some people have asked that, and I. I know that there's some fantastic teamwork out there um, amongst these other teams and for sure the elite teams. Um, but the one thing, like Matt and I, literally there were times where it was him and I, it doesn't matter if it was a car chase or backing each other up in a, in a situation that I don't want to over-dramatize it as life and death, but pretty serious situations. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, both him and I and Matt still currently is, and I used to be, fatality accident investigators for the State Patrol in Iowa. And so we would work on these or arrive at really serious situations and where him and I would um, rely on each other to handle these, you know, Interstate 80 shut down, we've got to reroute traffic, we've got to land a helicopter, we've got to take care of this and then we've got to go do death notifications or we've got to do something like that. And, and, uh, adventure racing is super serious. Absolutely. But I think all of those experiences are one of the reasons why we push ourselves, but we also laugh yeah. and have a good time. And, you know, we were going on that trek and, and, uh, here comes AMK and, and KP goes running by and, you know, we high-fived them, you know, have a great run, you know. Um, I, I just think we've seen some really serious stuff, and it makes the adventure racing that much more enjoyable because you realize that you get that chance to do these things that you may not otherwise do or may not get a chance again, you know. So we're going to have a good time. Yeah. Well, that certainly puts uh, a missing gearbox uh, in perspective, doesn't it? <laughs> it For sure, it puts everything. It yeah. puts everything in perspective. Yes, yeah. Still. Or it puts um, uh, destroying a kayak in perspective. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It was... I've got some GoPro GoPro video I'll send you for that. Oh, that would be cool. So, um... first, yeah, those first four hours of this race were, were uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you tell the story because you tell it pretty good. Okay. Well, go ahead, Matt. Uh, all right. We start. You know, we start out the race. Um, everybody's together on the trail, on the bike tra- on the bike path for the for the first seven miles yeah. of prologue. Can, and I'm going to interrupt you. Did how was that? Did it? I mean, I've seen. You know, I've got video from it, but from your perspective, how was it chaotic or was I, it just okay? Was it okay? I thought it worked pretty good. Okay. Um, you know, there were spots where. Uh, the sprinkler heads were on, and 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 you didn't expect that. And we got loose gravel, and and everybody was being very careful and and respectful of each other. We knew that you know it wasn't a flat out race to begin with, and I think it kind of helped too that you know, there's so many people and so many bikes that it, it spread us out to start out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how long you know that the 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 pack was on the trail but i i thought it, it spread us out well enough for for the for the uh, uh the sketchy parts of the that bike trail there in casper but um so i i thought it worked very well and it, it was fun um it was slow pace to begin with everybody got warm right away in the morning and then took off but we did not <laughs> take off um we got to the end <laughs> We got to the well, the end of that and the start of the actual race, and and uh, I was noticing something with my front tire. I thought, you know, this it doesn't feel right. It's it's kind of the the sidewalls are um, kind of soft, you know, and and uh, so everybody's getting out onto the the two lane um, from the trail, and and I'm feeling this in my front tire, and I'm kind of talking to Mike behind me. I go, you know what, my I think I've got a flat tire, and about the time I got the word tire out, I was down on the pavement, sliding along on my elbow, and and Mike was um, had both brakes activated behind me and got about eight inches from my head. Um, so there we sat for two hours, trying to. Of course, I'd put my tube in the my spare tube in the bin, thinking, "Well, we'll get to the the canoe." Yeah. And it's only short twenty some miles to get to the, the the water. We'll paddle to the canoe and whatever I need for the bikes in that in that bin. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> tried to fix the flat, and uh, um, the, my rim had just made Swiss cheese out of that tube. Mm. We ran out of patches. Sent Mike up to the the Walmart there in town, and he came back with with. Uh, um, tubes and 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 more patches and and finally we got rolling and and we were what mike an hour and a half behind everybody almost two hours yeah it was and well we tried with the tube for a while and the patches and then i got on the bike and went to went to walmart if you can imagine um walmart at seven in the morning when you come in in full race gear Mm -hmm. uh sweating with uh two tubes and a couple packages of patches and uh, you go up to the counter and the lady's not fast enough for me, you know, and I'm trying not to be rude. And I'm like, Huck, uh, I'm in the middle of a race. Can we? And she's like, Oh, I'll help you over here. 
And, you know, I, look, I had to look like a total freak in my, you know, the, the 42-year-old stocky guy in his race tights and his backpack. And But we got back, and, you know, we were, I think by the time we took off, it was an hour and 45 minutes that we had farted around with that with that, that stupid tube. And so, yeah, lesson learned, I guess. Lesson learned. We're going to carry one on the bike for all times now. Um, <laughs> so then we get, you know, we get down to the, the water, um, and uh, we can finally get into our kayak, and we're we're moving along, and we think we know we're moving fast. That's one of our our uh, our better um, uh, parts of a race is, is the paddling. We're bigger, stronger guys, and this time we had a really fast, sleek kayak, and and uh, we weren't we were sitting low and balanced and comfortable, and and just uh, moving along, and and. Uh, missed a couple we went through a couple uh, uh rapids there and missed a couple rocks and and uh, uh things sticking up out of the water and we come up on a a, a roller uh a roller dam and and uh we could i could see the drop off and i'm i'm assuming mike's seeing the drop off and he's getting us to the right where we you know we were told to go and we we're you know we felt was was uh the right place to go over this dam and but as we're approaching it, we see this yellow, bright yellow triangle out in the middle of this dam, and a we foot can't fall. quite make it out. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, we can't quite make it out. It's not really big, and and so we're getting as far to the right as that as that is possible. We think it's a warning, and of course, it eventually ends up being a warning because um, <laughs> it's a folded in half. Mad River canoe. It was McGinley's canoe. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, I go over the, I go over the, the drop first, and I clear, and and as Mike's coming over, I hear this this loud chunk, and we clear it, and we get down to the other side, and he's yelling behind me, "We're taking on water, we're get to the shore," and and uh, yeah, that's where. Uh, that's where we went unofficial four hours in the race. <laughs> so, yeah. But so just put a big crack in it. Yeah. We had a crack uh, about a five out of 16 inches long. And then, um, it took a chunk right out. And so really what happened was as best I can tell is, you know, canoes and kayaks are meant to flex a little bit usually. And the mm-hmm. bottom is flexed on this dam but then right behind my where i sits the bulkhead for the rear the rear part of the, the kayak and i think what happened is is the, the bottom of the kayak was flexed as as us as we went over and then it it hit that because we were, we were moving i mean we were the water was moving pretty good and we were paddling pretty hard i don't know what we were doing maybe eight miles an hour i guess as a, as a guess and you know uh that flexed bottom then hit that bulkhead and it shattered took a chunk out wow. And, and we, yeah, I all of a sudden had two inches of water, you know, coming up. I hit the rudder to the right. We went to the right and luckily found a little eddy and swung back in there. And we jumped out and threw out our gear, which were in the, you know, the compartments. Mm -hmm. So we didn't, you know, lose our gear or anything. And we pulled that kayak up and dumped some water. And as soon as we rolled that sucker over, I'm like, "Mm, that's not fixable because it was on, the hole was actually on both sides of the bulkhead. So it was in the main compartment and in the rear 
So there was no way to even, you know, we talked about it because we had time. Mm -hmm. uh, what could we have done? And given where that hole was at, like we couldn't even, we even talked about if it would have been in that rear compartment to fill that rear compartment full of stuff and just displace water. Yeah. Um, but it was on both sides and we were, you know, we were done. So we, we loaded up the kayak on the portage wheels and I don't know, Matt, how far was it out to that gravel road? We humped that thing mile or so off well, the gravel road to the, the farmer's the, field. The access, yeah, the access drive was, wasn't too far, about 100 yards, but then the access drive out to the, the road was probably, you know, five, 600 yards. So yeah. It was, it was, we hiked out there and, and we had some observers from the road and, and they were wondering what we were doing and, and we finally got to the road and used the yellow brick to call call um, Mark and got help coming and went from there. Yeah. So what did, where did you go? How did they move you along then? Where, so. Well, they gave us an option. Due to the logistics of the race and the fact that we were already behind due to the flat tire, we either would have had to wait couple two three four hours he said to get a canoe where we we're at mm -hmm. or we could go to douglas they'd give us a rental canoe there but obviously if they transport you you're unofficial yeah and the other option was to go to ta4 and and miss miss that long section of the paddle and you know we talked about it and we we're like we're unofficial anyhow we really wanted to get to the end Mm -hmm. Today's three, three and a half, whatever. And so we had, we had the opportunity to get in a canoe unofficial um, or to go to TA4. And so we, we opted to, to take actually, and you know, if you look at it and you can say it's the easy route, but just trying to be honest with where we were at physically, knowing what we were going to try to attempt in the next three days. And so we opted for TA4, which actually was was fantastic. Uh, for us, um, we were able to do that single track course at three in the afternoon, fully rested in the daylight. And I know none of the other teams had that opportunity. Yeah. And there was, you know, in that, in that paddle section sounded like a complete buffer fest for pretty much everybody. And then when that wind picked up, you know, there were some people that had some pretty scary situations. So, and knowing that we were behind and then we would have been behind some more, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We would have been stuck out on that lake in a kayak, in a canoe, because we would have been behind everybody trying to play catch up. And so it ended up, you know, kind of the easy way out, but I think probably the best decision. Sounds like it from, you know, from, you know, knowing, from knowing what was out there, from being there and seeing it. Yeah, I'd, I'd call it the right one because, yeah, you're going to be unofficial either way, right? So why not? Yeah. Why not do the fun part? And it was a blast. That's uh, us mid Midwest boys don't get a single track like that. Yeah. And um, I tell you, I, I'm 42, and I've never done. I never uh, have done single track till I was about 39. And I call it the old man brain. <laughs> um, there were some challenging parts for us, but it was fantastic. You know, to be able to do it on a single track course. Neither one of us have ever been that level of single track. But then also be able to do it rested, daylight. Yeah. We talked several times about how the teams are going to be a real challenge to do that at night. And 
pretty happy it wasn't us because that would have been interesting to say the least. Yeah. And technically that puts you ahead of Kyle Peter again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know we all know why that is, because we gotta ride in a truck. Well, hey so. you don't have to say all you say is technically we were ahead of Kyle Peter. <laughs> Which, Logistic, which, logistically, we were ahead of Kyle Peter. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not leaderboard-wise. But, um, but actually on the we ground. Chuck, we got to chuckle out of that, too, because of what I have told you is my favorite picture mm-hmm. from last year. And so then we – I shouldn't even say this out loud because a lot of the races are going to probably want to smack us in the back of the head. So while well, they were all out on the river and lake, we got a really good nice rest. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I probably got six hours of sleep probably that night. Um, and then we couldn't leave till seven. Well, we were we left at seven, and because um, obviously we had no kayak to opt for the optional canoe ride. Mm-hmm. So we got up at seven. Well, we got up earlier. We were gone at seven, and we were the first ones up to the Boy Scout camp. And then. Um, Oh, about 20 minutes behind us, I think, was it, man, was it Team Tumbleweeds? Yeah. Yes. Who it was? Yep. Hmm. yep. They were they were right behind us, and um, we ended up hooking up with them for most of that track, and they're great guys. We had a great time, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's one of the great things about adventure racing. Here you are in the middle of a race making friends, and gosh, we had a great time, and we got, I don't know, Matt, how far were we before AMK was flying by us? We weren't very far. We were maybe two miles, <laughs> not even two miles yeah. into the trek, and they came running by us on the trail. Running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think flying is what it looked like to me. Um, you know, we, we were just walking along at a steady pace, and they were they said hello and high-fived, and they're gone. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, that was the last time. Uh, we were in front of KP and the group. So, at, at all. <laughs> Even though we had missed some, gotten a longer nap, had more rest, you know, yeah, they still, yeah, flew by us. Yeah, well, makes me wish I had been there to get a picture of it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, funny stuff. Yeah. So, how was, I mean, so you kind of just, you pretty much just did the rest of it, didn't you? I mean, you were basically racing the rest of Cowboy Tough. Yep, we we did. We we had a. I mean, we we didn't go up the mountain. Um, I don't think either one of us had fresh enough legs to make it up that because our, our there were multiple times we looked at each other and we kind of call it our two o'clock rule, which it's our name for a rule we have from a race where we learned it was a twenty-four hour race, I think, or I'm mean, twelve doesn't matter. And we had set a goal for ourselves to be at a certain spot by two o'clock. We got there at like two o'clock, and we thought, "Oh, we can go get some more checkpoints." And we overdid it, and we got a DNF on that race. And so we call it our two o'clock rule. And so we knew we really just wanted to cross the finish line. Yeah. If that meant only mandatories, and if that meant not going to the top of the peak, then that's what it meant. We weren't gonna. Last year, we fell out of cowboy after thirty hours because I didn't take care of my feet, wet feet, and I had skin falling off them, and. Probably hobble on, and we, we didn't want to come all the way out 
and not get to the finish again. Mm -hmm. And so there was parts of the course we didn't see, like Laramie Peak, but we we did get we did get checked into all the all the other spots. Yeah, hit all the mandatories. Yeah. Well, and I think that's. I was going to say that's what's nice about Rev Three in this race. Even though we didn't have dark zones this year, they really they really work with you to get you to the finish. And I and to me that's a good adventure race is is get those teams mm-hmm. let them cross the finish line. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, and I've been thinking about this last since we've been back. Um, you know, we we train and we get ready for races how we can and when we can because of the, you know, the priorities. And that's how we, we run our races too. We do what we can, how we can, you know, and where we can. Um, we, you know, we do all them, try to get all the mandatories. And, and if we're, we feel like we are able to get an optional, that's, that's maybe close enough. And when our navigational skills can get us there and back in, in a quick amount of time, then, we'll do that but uh you know we we run a race just like we we train we we do what we can and how we can and when we can so it's not a bad philosophy you know you're you're out there and you're having a good time and and uh seeing some of the stuff in wyoming that we wouldn't wouldn't notice or wouldn't get to otherwise right oh it was yeah for sure for the most part it was spectacular but uh we did end up opting for a pickup ride from halfway to TA nine all the way up to TA ten, and that uh, that sixty mile pickup ride in, in the back of a pickup, uh, I think that was the most boring <laughs> section of the race. We were glad to have missed <laughs> off on the mountain bikes. Well, you know, I didn't I didn't see the last third of the course. Um, and sometimes that bothers me because I think that, you know, I should have been there, I should have documented part of that, blah, blah, whatever, and it it didn't bother me this year. Um, I guess no, part of it you, is because, yeah, I didn't miss much, did you, I? Yeah, you missed absolutely nothing on that one. <laughs> so, and, uh, but I got to see you guys finish. I got, to, I, I got to see what your eyes look like with the bottle of whiskey at the finish line. Well, that was pretty funny. We got a kick out of that. Yeah, um, yeah, we all did too. Watching you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, I know what we did after that. We immediately showered, mm-hmm. and then we went to eat. You know, we went to eat some real food. So, and then to bed. Yeah. But. So, what do you guys? I don't know if I've ever really asked this very much, but what do you guys eat on on? During the race, on course. Matt? Well, we 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 try to we try to keep it mixed up. You know, those first couple races were like, oh, we have we got to get this race food. We got to have the gels. We got to have the, um, you know, the shock block, the shot blocks. We got to have all this stuff. And 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 I don't remember what race it was, but uh, Mike just happened to bring beef jerky, <laughs> and that was the most wonderful thing. And we're like, you know what? It's not that much more weight. We're just going to carry real food. We'll still have the race food, but we're going to have we're going to have Oreos and 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 um, 
Chips Ahoy and beef jerky and and pop in the cool in our, mm-hmm. our bins and and uh, it just I think it just makes it more enjoyable um, knowing that you've got that option um, and, and and trying to switch it up between real food and race food and and uh, it, it just sometimes um, the, you know the cookies taste better than than uh, the gels and. And sometimes the gels do taste better, but uh, um, yeah, that, yeah, I think that's how we we're, we're working it now. But um, at last year um, on that uh, the trek up to Gem Lake, um, that that TA right before that, I I'd gotten some uh, um, camping dehydrated camping food out of a bag, and and uh, uh, so that was the first time I tried that, and. And it didn't work so well uh, climbing up to the uh, the ranger station yeah. and 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 that with altitude. I don't know if I just didn't put enough water in it or it was a stomach issue or what. But yeah, no more camping food. Yeah, dehydrated camping, hydrated camping food for us. I'll, I'll give you a tip: get the uh, dehydrated potatoes and just uh, throw okay. some, just throw some water in them and then just let them like hang them from your pack or stick them in the back where they can get a little hot for an hour or two. Right. Almost right. almost as good as mom made. Well, I should say as my dad made because he cooked potatoes. But uh, that's a, that's almost one of Paulette's favorite foods when she's racing is, is wow. you, know, you just get those little packets of, you know, they're one serving and there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But do you find that, okay, maybe this is just me, but I don't think so. You dig in your pack, and you real all you want is something chocolatey or sweet, and all you have is salty, or vice versa. Don't you just hate that? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I ate all that already. <laughs> yeah. I just want some more. I want to change up, and and uh, um, I think we I think we do a good job of carrying a variety. Yeah. Um, I know Mike's um, always got the Jolly Ranchers, um, the hard candy, so. Yeah. Uh, that you know, he throw me throw me one every once in a while, and that was good for a change. And um, so, I think that's that's another way we help each other other out is keep the variety with the food going too. So yeah, you know. that's a good one. Um, so you guys are going to volunteer next year, since you probably can kind of uh, maybe I got to get oh just. Um, sort of maybe since your racers ask for where you'd like to be, do you do you have a preference of what kind of a TA or CP you'd like to be at? We've already requested remote. Yeah. Remote as can be, and if we have to hike in a day early just to get that far, then that's uh, that's what we requested. But we, you know, obviously we'll do whatever is asked of us. And, yeah. Um, you know, even like we, you know, Matt and I aren't afraid of of a little hard work we felt so guilty getting transported to ta4 um that uh, we unloaded one of the box trailers of everybody's bins mm-hmm. just because we were we sitting there and felt bad like everybody's racing i just don't want to sit there so we we unloaded half of everybody's bins to ta4 just just because so you know mm-hmm. wherever marker mark mark and mike put us next year then that's that's where we'll be but i'd love to be out in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah, I mean, why not, right? You're gonna be might as well be somewhere cool. 
if I have to bring my fishing pole, I guess I'll bring my fishing pole. Oh, that'd suck. So, um, <laughs> so I'm gonna we'll wrap this up because because you probably got kids to go do something with. <laughs> um, but what do you guys? You know, ten years from now, if you're adventure racing, what would you like to do? Would you, you know, maybe kids get a little older, you got a little more time. Would you be interested in doing, you know, bigger races, longer races, four person, or, or are you guys just, you know, happy uh, going out there and racing with each other? Matt, well, we I don't think we've got ten years down the road yet. Um, we are planning planning next year. Um, and of course, if, you know, more hand, time on our hands and, and, um, able to train more and, and, and that would certainly be a possibility, but, um, I've got another 12 years before retirement and, uh, uh, Mike's probably got a little bit longer than that. And, and, uh, the job, both of our jobs are pretty demanding time-wise. Yeah. So, and I don't, I don't see that diminishing any in the next 10 years, but, um, we'll take, we're, we're going to take it a year at a time and, and see how it goes. And, and, uh, I, I think we're going to cut back to, you know, the 24 or 30 hour races for a little bit here and, and see how we can do with those one, you know, now that we've experienced, um, three, uh, or two and a half, uh, uh, uh multi-day races. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, it's they're all multi-day races. You know my my uh, theory: all adventure races are three days, the first day, the last okay. day, and the one in the middle. Right, right, so, exactly. So you finished the whole race, as far as I'm concerned. So. Yep. Yep. But, um, what haven't we talked about? We talked about everything cool at the race, uh, shots. How long did it take you to find the uh, the control in the sleeper car? Well, we were. Uh, we, did, we bypassed we that. Oh, did you? Yeah, we bypassed Douglas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you guys go. This is. Um, I knew it would be fun, but we actually were a little bit serious for a while. I really appreciate that. So. You bet. Um, oh, Thanks, Randy. You know what I just realized? You guys hooked up with tumbleweeds during the race. Um, they were the last episode. You'll be this episode. So you're kind of hooked up again awesome awesome yeah. um i just want to one just one more thing before yeah. we leave yeah. um uh, i i came back to work yesterday uh after after the race we drove out drove home monday and i got back yesterday and uh that was my first day on duty um and yesterday morning had to uh, uh handle a, uh, a truck versus a bicycle fatality mm -hmm. And, uh, um, that kind of, you know, hit home after being on the, on the bike for, I don't know how yeah. far we are on the gravel roads on the roads out there in Wyoming, 150 plus miles. And, and, uh, it just, uh, just want to say, you know, if, if you're out on the roads on your bikes, be, you know, be as visible and as aware of your surroundings as possible, um, just just stay safe you yeah. know um it, it was it was it, it was a tough one and it's going to be a, a couple days here more of hard work on my part but uh yeah that's i just wanted to throw that out there yeah 
Well, yeah, that's a good thing. And in, and in honor of that, I'm going to say go fast. Don't take any chances this week. How's that sound? There you go. So, Sounds good. Or if, if, you're, if you're on the single track in the middle of the woods, yeah, maybe take a chance or two. But be safe. Yeah, but just watch out for the trees, Mike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They like me. Yeah, well, call you a tree hugger, huh? <laughs> apparently, That's a good one. Apparently, there's a story for next time. Exactly. Maybe yeah. so. All right. A little, cliff, a little cliffhanger. There you go. Well, thank you very much, guys. This is, um, I enjoyed right, this. Thanks, Randy. Okay. All right. Thank you, Randy. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye. I got a star on my car and one on my chest. A gun on my hip and the right to arrest. I'm a guy with a ball on this highway. So watch out what you're doing when you're driving my way. If you break the law, you're here from me. I know I'm working for the state. I'm a highway patrol. My siren is screaming and my flashing red light. I work all day and I work all night. Just to keep in law and order, trying to do what's right. If I write you out a ticket, then you better drive slow. I'm just doing my job on the highway patrol. I'm a highway patrol Patrol. I'm just a doing my job on the highway patrol.